The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. In today's IBG episode, I want to talk about mulch, uh, or the truth about mulch, that is. Now, I mean, I've been doing mulch just like anyone, for the most part, that uh, is in lawn or landscape. That seems to be a service that is pretty common to be done and, and asked for every year, usually around the springtime. Uh, obviously, you can put it down any, any other time. Typically, people will... Um, if you allow them, people will ask you to do mulch anytime they want you to do it. But I've kind of streamlined that and changed a lot of things about my whole mulch service offerings and structure and all that. And that's that's kind of what I just wanted to touch base on on this episode, not to get too far into the weeds. But that's really uh, what I want to talk about are just some, some key points and the real truth about mulch and kind of how to do it, in my opinion, in the best way or in a better way and be as efficient and as profitable as possible. Um, I've been doing it ever since I started was what I was alluding to when I, when I first started talking was, um, you know, I've been doing this now my ninth season. And since year one, I've been doing mulch, like literally one of the first jobs I ever got when I started my lawn care business full-time anyway, when I went full-time, I didn't really do a whole lot of side projects when I was doing it part-time. I literally was just cutting grass for like five or six people, I think kind of spread out all over the greater Richmond, Virginia area totally terrible route density, didn't know anything about anything, was just trying to get my feet wet while I was still in retail management, trying to find a way out and was just kind of cutting grass, like I said, on the side uh, whenever I could squeeze it in every week with my 22-inch Husqvarna push mower or auto pace, I guess, self-propelled and uh, my Ryobi hand trimmer and blower in the back of my Jeep Compass, you know, on my one one or two days off or after work, you know, you know, change in my office, run down real quick and hop in the old Jeep and try and get as many lawns done as I could before dark type deal. Um, but that, that was about all, all that I did was cut grass. But when I went full time the, the following year, I was trying to do whatever I could. You know, I quit retail, went full time in lawn care. So I wanted to do whatever I could to get the most out of everything, kind of get as much cash flow going, get my foot in the door, grow my businesses, you know, as quickly as possible so that I could, you know, start making as much money and, and kind of, you know, not kind of, but just be able to get back to where my income was, you know, for retail management and, and hope and potentially more. Right. But so mulch was one of the first things that I, one of the easiest things that you can do. And then I, that I started doing for people, I, I traded in my Jeep compass for an F-150, which was, uh, you know, used lot older than a Jeep Compass. So it was, it was pretty good trade. I think I actually got some money back for the Jeep Compass, a check because it was actually worth a little bit more than the F-150, but couldn't really do much lawn care and landscaping with a Jeep Compass unless I got a, a tow hit, you know, a trailer hitch and got a trailer and all that. But I just wanted to 
I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get, just get a, a pickup truck, a nice uh, used pickup truck that was in good shape that would hopefully get me a few years. It ended up lasting me five years, uh, so more than what I expected. So I was just hoping to at least get a few years out of it just so I can kind of hit the ground running and get a, get a you know, just keep moving forward and, and get a good start in my business. I figure with a pickup truck, I can do all kinds of stuff even before I get a trailer or a mower or anything, right? Just the truck bed, I could do all kinds of stuff. I can do cleanups, pruning, mulch, all that stuff and just throw everything in the back of the truck, right? I mean, I the first thing I did when I got my truck was drive after a big storm. I drove around certain neighborhoods that had a lot of old trees, very wooded neighborhoods, old neighborhoods, and just went door to door looking for, um, I didn't go door to door. I was driving around every street looking for like fallen trees, fallen tree limbs, just any kind of a mess that looked like needed to be cleaned up from the storms and then go knock on the door and ask them if they were uh, if they if they were interested in in a cleanup, you know, if they needed help with it, and uh, I, I got one person out of the bunch. A lot of people just kind of said, "No, I'm good," or just kind of slammed the door on my face. That was that was hard because I'm not a door to door salesman type guy, but I really had to do what I had to do and just really just push the limits there. So um, of myself because I just wanted to be successful. But at any rate, I was able to get one, you know, one of them. We had my old Craftsman chainsaw, cut everything all up and threw it all in the truck bed. So it, it all worked out. Um, saying all that, just to say the next evolution of that was mulch. Uh, I could get like one yard, I think, of mulch in, in the truck bed. It was like a six and a half uh, foot bed, I think, for my uh, F-150 that I had. It was 1999 F-150. So it was, it was definitely had some some years on it and it had like 190,000 miles or something on it when I first got it. So I definitely put it to work and I started with mulch and, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about anything. I was just, just, I just knew from a homeowner perspective of how to spread mulch, just, you know, basic concepts. But, um, <clears throat> I wasn't, you know, I didn't really, uh, know much about edging the beds other than using a trimmer, you know, like just to really try and carve out the edge. But if there was no edge, you can't really do that with a string trimmer so much. You kind of need to create an edge or redefine the the bed edge so there's read bed redefiners you know that are like stick edgers with a, a a bigger edge attachment for mulch beds for you to really get a nice thick redefined edge border there but if you're starting if you're trying to cut in an edge from scratch they actually have bed edgers machines that you can the big old machines that, that are that you pull behind you know, you just, you pull it while it goes backwards and it just kind of digs a trench basically from scratch, you know, after you, you know, outline it maybe with spray paint or something and, and, uh, and create an edge. So I did that a few times too, for people that wanted to never had an edge or they wanted to create a mulch bed somewhere and obviously wanted a nice edge. So I used that a few times for sure. It's definitely not the easiest thing in the world. I'd much rather use the stick edger bed redefiner that a couple different brands have. I rented those several times, and so I kind of started to get familiar from from the first couple of years on getting a nice, clean, redefined or defined, you know, cut in brand new edge for the mulch, and then just the whole spreading of the mulch was pretty much common sense. But I used my my pickup bed for for that kind of stuff, then eventually got tra- a trailer and was able to put more mulch in the trailer and more equipment, things like that. All kinds of stuff. But w- one of the things, you know, I was just kind of giving you a little backstory. If you've never really heard much about my story, and this is one of the first times or the first time listening to this episode. Thank you, by the way. Um, but also just want to give you a little backstory there. So I've, since then, I've evolved and done so many things with mulch, so many different ways of trying to be more efficient. And there was no cartmate or powered buggies or anything um, at, at that point when I first started. And I kept thinking to myself, surely there's got to be, I mean, there was like 
powered buggies, but they were like thousands of dollars. You know, it's like for moving like rocks and concrete and things like that. Like, like surely there's got to be powered wheelbarrows or some sort of attachment you can put on the front of your mower or something like really no one's come out with anything like this. Like it was kind of frustrating. I think, um, there was, there was maybe a couple of things I think, uh, you know, that don't even exist anymore that were kind of something that, that I thought I could potentially use for that purpose, but I never ended up spending the money on it again because I really didn't have any money to spend. So real shoestring budget in those first few years. So I just kind of did all kinds of things just to make it work. But I had a lot of uphills with five year yards of mulch and it was exhausting, you know, to, to do that with wheelbarrows by yourself, you know, the whole whole day and whatnot, versus if you had some sort of powered wheelbarrow or an attachment for your mower, your walk behind that I had at the time, and just have the machine do all the work pushing that up there and to the, to the top of the hills and all that kind of stuff. And But that really didn't exist um, seven, eight, nine years ago. So now a lot of things exist. There's powered wheelbarrows, battery powered, gas powered. There's Cartmate, which you attach to the front of any mower. Um, you can check out the the link in the episode description for that. You can save some money with code LCR if you want to get a cart made or anything on Mulchmate's site for that matter. Um, uh, they also have, um, you know, Toro's got uh, an attachment for, for, for mulch. I mean, you know, so if you have the multi-force and that comes in handy, there, there's all kinds of cool things out there uh, now. <laughs> but there's a lot of suffering before that of me just trying to wonder like why this doesn't exist. And I wasn't the innovator to be able to create something like that or manufacture something like that, but I just did whatever I had to do to get through it. But um, something I, I wanted to focus on on this episode for mulch, something that's like the next, the newest evolution of my business without going down all the past rabbit holes. I've got a couple other episodes uh, dedicated to mulch. So on my podcast right here and LCR media podcast, you can just search in the app in, in the podcast and you can just type in mulch and you'll see whatever episodes come up that I've talked uh, focused on mulch there. Um, it, it, or if you're just not, you know, if you're just generically in a podcast app, you can just type, type that in mulch and you'll probably see all kinds of episodes from all kinds of other podcasts. In addition to mine that talked about mulch, like, I you know, Caleb Allman with the kid contractor dedicated a whole episode to mulch. And that's what kind of gave me some ideas for focusing on certain, um, services and uh, just certain topics like, you know, talking about trucks or talking about trailers, talking about mowers, talking about mulch, like just dedicating whole episodes to those things. Because I actually, like he moved, he made fun of himself on the episode. Like, I can't believe we just spent the whole, whatever it was, 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, talking about mulch, you know, but to me and probably all the other listeners, we got a lot of value out of it because he's extremely experienced on all different levels and his business is much larger than mine. And has done a lot more uh, moving around mulch than I have just by default because he's a landscape hardscape providing company. So that's that's just more. There's more of mulch than than there is cutting grass. Versus me, I'm a lawn maintenance company, so there's more cutting grass and treating grass than moving mulch and 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 other kind of materials like that. So I, I got a lot of value in listening to his episode talking about mulch and his perspective and all the different things there. So. That kind of gave me some ideas for my uh, on my own to do things like that. So he's got a good episode too. So my point is, if you type mulch in generically in a podcast platform, you'll get all kinds of episodes about mulch from all different types of podcasts. You might find some podcasts that you didn't even know existed that are talking about mulch. So that'd be cool too. So anyway, utilize those search functions. They really come in handy. Uh, these platforms are really trying to improve things as best they can. I know Spotify has 
added some new searchability things too. Like I said, within your actual um, podcast, like as you're listening to the LCR Media podcast, you go on your phone on Spotify and it says search within this podcast or it says um, search, it says find in this show. Actually, I'm just looking at it. Find in this show right at the top of the picture of your podcast, your little thumbnail there. You just type in and it'll just only search that podcast versus pulling up every podcast that might be relevant. Um, so there's pros and cons to both of those things. So anyways, they've been stepping it up, doing some cool stuff with that. So you can check that out. So you can uh, listen to other aspects and other experiences of mine with mulch from the past. But right now, currently where I'm at for mulch, what I've done in the past, <clears throat> I've had a lot of uh, bigger mulch jobs where there's, because of my route density for, for lawn maintenance, you know, I've got a lot of houses that are next to each other or in the same cul-de-sac or, you know, maybe a house skipped here and there, but there's like, you know, three or four houses on a, a short stretch of uh, one particular street or maybe one's across the street from the other, things like that. They're very close. So it's easier for me when it comes to mulch. I mean, obviously mowing lawns, we just pull up, unload, and and do all of them at one time before we load everything back up. Same thing with any of the services. If I have, if I'm, if both yards signed up for fertilization and weed control or all four or what, however the, the number is, however many, I can do the same thing with that. Just treat them all at once and load up and move on to the next street or section or neighborhood. Same thing with trimming bushes. Same thing with mulch. Like all the services, route density comes in huge play uh, when, when, for any 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 uh, services that you're offering, because you can just get it all done in bulk. So just like with mulch, I would have a a, a bulk pile of mulch dumped instead of like having it in the back of my truck. Or um, some guys, you know, if they have like a, a dump trailer or an open trailer, they can do that. But you can only fit so much in those things, right? So typically, you know, a nice size dump trailer or even an open trailer, if it's like a real heavy duty one, you can fit up to 10 yards of mulch, mainly just dump trailers are having that kind of uh, open trailers probably have more like eight yards or less, but dump trailers, you can get up to 10 yards of mulch. If you have build up the sides, you know, make it taller and things like that. Um, and they can hold that kind of weight and you have a vehicle to pull that kind of weight. You can get up to 10 yards of mulch. And that's what a lot of yards, um, have by themselves in some cases, including for my clients, but also when you have a couple next to each other, you might have a couple smaller ones. Maybe there's one, one has four yards of mulch, another one has five yards of mulch, another one has two yards of mulch, another one has seven yards of mulch, like whatever. And then you just have, you know, 15 or 20 yards of mulch dumped, you know, just like right there in the street, like obviously off to the side, out of the way. So it's not blocking traffic, of course. Um, or maybe you have it in someone's driveway if it's like neighbors next to each other, you can just dump it in one of their driveways. I've done that before plenty of times. And then you can just go back and forth from one, you know, you start with one house and then you go, go over to the other house, with the same pile of mulch. Of course, you measure everything out, make sure you have enough mulch. And then you just order what the total is and you just split that up. Just make sure you spread everything properly so you have enough for both yards. That could be a little tricky, obviously, if you have employees and not everyone's spreading the right, you know, at the same levels. Some people are spreading it too thin. Some people are spreading it too thick. And that could be a problem if you're um, just in general, you know, say you order 10 yards of mulch for one property and you could run out or something, you know, or have way too much left. Same thing, it happens even more when you have to spread that 10 yards or 20 yards out for multiple properties. 
But the issue with that, the biggest issue with that is the most uncontrollable variable of them all, right? You can control how much, how thick or thin you spread mulch personally, and then you can stay on top of any employees that you have to make sure that they are also, that they know exactly what, how thin or thick they're supposed to spread, right? Once they start, you know, you can go and double check, okay, you need to spread this a little bit thinner or okay, this isn't thick enough and kind of fine tune that as a leader, as the owner, that's what you're supposed to do is you know, keep an eye on everything and make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to and meeting the standards that you've set or the client set or both. But what you can't control is the mulch yards, right? Whether they run out of mulch for one thing, that's a problem, right? You plan this whole big mulch day and you go to get mulch and, and they're out or they don't have enough. They only have six yards worth of mulch, not 20 or something, you know, whatever left because it's a big run on mulch. Everyone else is getting it. Um, that's another reason why I try to start a little bit earlier so that I am getting a jump on it and there's not as many people getting mulch versus waiting till peak time. You know, everyone's, you got a huge line of people waiting to get mulch. They're running out of mulch, you know, whatever. It just, it just slows the entire process down and becomes more unpredictable and uncontrollable. Th so there's that. Then the other aspect is when you get it delivered, they might not, you know, dump it exactly where and, and the way you want it. Even if you're standing right there showing them, it's sometimes it's hard to control exactly how it's going to come out of the truck. You know, it might pile up too far out in the middle of the street. You know, it might get, you know, just dump out real wide and spread out or it might, might be too close to the curb and pour all out onto the person's lawn or a neighbor's lawn. And now you got to hurry up and get all that mulch off so it doesn't smother the grass and you can never get it all. So it's all like brown or black or whatever. And you just really can't, you know, you can get a blower and try to thin it out as best you can, but it's still not perfect. So that's kind of a problem. And then the other biggest control, uh, uncontrollable thing is the amount of mulch you actually get. So when you get mulch delivered, if you get anything uh, less than 10 or less than 20, you know, if, if you don't get 10 or you don't get 20, it makes it very challenging for, I mean, not very challenging what makes it very challenging for you, and not not for the mulch yard. The mulch yard, you know, thinks they got a pre, got has a plan down pat for the most part, but it's based on scoops, the size of the scoops, and all that. You know, like do they have a full size scoop on their front loader, or do they have a little bucket? You know, what kind of vehicles are they? Tractors are they even using the scoop? You know, they all measure different amounts of mulch, as well as the people that are controlling the operator that's controlling that tractor might be a better or worse scooper. You know, they have different eyeballs, you know, like, oh yeah, this, this heaping scoop is one yard or something, you know, like, okay, well, everyone's heaping might be different, you know? So when you're uh, getting multiple yards, each heaping scoop can either be too much or too less, and you end up with too much or too little by the time it's all said and done. And when you're there filling up your trailer or your truck or both, uh, with mulch, it's a little bit easier to control that because at some point, if not immediately, you know, you know, if you have a, if you have a dump trailer that can hold 10 yards, because that's what the specs say from the trailer company or whatever, um, or you've, and, or you've done it already, you've gotten 10 yards of mulch and it fills it up real good. Maybe, you know, it's a little overflowing, but it's good. You put a tarp over it. You're good to go, whatever. If you know your trailer fits 10 yards, then you know, your trailer needs to be filled up when you're getting 10 yards. Now it gets tricky if you want eight yards, you know, you only need eight yards for this, for this particular property or these two properties, right? You're not going to get more than you need necessarily. So now you got eight yards and you're not really sure what that looks like in your trailer. Now you're really reliant on the folks there to scoop, 
you know, properly and, and, and for them to know how, what eight yards actually looks like, you know, is it eight heaping scoops of the, you know, full size bucket on the, on, on a big loader or what, if it is okay, well, is each scoop the same heaping scoop? You know, I mean, of course having a little, little, little over is not a big deal, but a little under can be a big deal. If you know, you should be rounding up your measurements anyway, you know, if you measure seven something yards, then you should always round up to eight versus rounding down to seven. But sometimes it's close. Sometimes it's like, you know, almost eight yards of mulch that you need. So you're like, okay, well, so I need eight yards of mulch. So, or it's like just over eight and you're like, well, I'm not going to round up to nine. What am I going to do with a whole another, you know, three quarters or more of a yard of mulch, especially if it's a color that someone that isn't common. Like if you've got black, you don't want to have over and then you can't, and then all the rest of your jobs are brown. Now what are you going to do with the the three quarters of a yard left of black mulch. So you really need to figure that out, plan it out, coordinate that for sure. So, you know, it, if it's close to eight, you know, either a little under, a little over, you're probably just going to get eight. Um, especially if it's like black, like I said, which isn't as common as brown mulch, you know, then if the, it really, it really matters how much the operator is scooping at the mulch yard, right? If this, if you, if you need a little over eight, and their heaping scoops are a little bit not as heaping as they should be, then you're under eight yards and you don't even know because you don't really know what that would look like until you get there. Uh, I mean, until you spread it all at the, at the, you know, the, the person's property and then now you run out or you're running out and now you're trying to go too thin and you're, you know, it's not the highest quality and all this stuff. So very uncontrollable the whole scooping of the mulch. Of course, you can develop relationships with folks and usually they're going to go over than under. And this is wherein lies the moral to my story here, um, because what's even worse is when you're not there, you have no idea what their heaping scoops are or not and who's scooping it and if it's your buddy or whatever. So when they just fill up, a, depending on the size of the dump truck that they're delivering, if they've got the small 10 yarder or the big 20 yarder, you know, if they got the big 20 yarder and you're getting 10 yards of mulch, well you know, they figure, well, okay, this should be half full. But again, that's up to the eyeballs of the operator. If it's a 10 yarder, then they know the whole thing's got to be full. So you're good. But if it's eight yards that you need, you know, they're like, "Mm, this looks like about eight yards. So my point is the same things happen, but if you're not there, then you can't, you have, there's, there's not an, an extra point of contact. You'd be like, Hey, I think I need a little bit more or that's good. Thanks. So what shows up and is delivered in front of your you know, client's property is uh, kind of, you know, a guess sometimes, unfortunately. So I, I say all that to say there's been plenty of times where I've been kind of stuck with too much mulch or not enough mulch on someone's driveway or in someone's street. Toro's new Revolution Series lineup provides you with a smarter, more connected fleet that makes your operation more efficient than ever before. It's the products you already know and love, just supercharged with Toro's Hypercell battery system. Learn all about Toro's new Revolution Series line at revolution.toro.com 
or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Are you ready to grow your lawn care and landscaping business at Lightspeed? Hey, I am Cody Owen with Lightspeed Social Agency, and you have heard me talk shop on every lawn care podcast that you listen to, maybe even over on my YouTube channel, and I hope that you have taken advantage of the expert knowledge that I've given in those interviews, but I want you to personally experience the power of putting Lightspeed Social behind your business this spring. Sign up for Facebook and Instagram ads management and put my team's years of experience to work in your business. There's been plenty of times where I've been kind of stuck with too much mulch or not enough mulch on someone's driveway or in someone's street. And it's extremely frustrating and unproductive when you've got all this extra mulch left. And what do you do? You have to shovel it back into your truck or something. I, I even there was even one time there was so much mulch left over. I'm like, this is not right. They definitely gave me way too much mulch that I had to call one of my peers um, in, in in my area to ask them if they had room in one of their dump trailers if they wanted free mulch. Like, hey, you can have you know good quality, the same mulch place that we all go to. You can have free mulch if you could just help me shovel it back into your dump trailer or not back, shovel it into your dump trailer. And, you know, they were, they were nice enough to, to oblige, even though it was kind of backbreaking to be shoveling mulch and demoralizing to be shoveling mulch into a dump trailer. Like the mulch is supposed to come out of everything so you can spread it. So it was, that was terrible. That happened last year. I was like, this is ridiculous. There's gotta be a better way. And and he said, this is why I use my dump trailer, because at least if I have extra, it's in my dump trailer and I can just add it to the next, to the next job. Of course, like I said, if you have the wrong color, then that's not helpful. But, you know, brown is very the most common color. So if you've got extra brown, not a big deal. You can just carry it over from one job to the next, which is what I used to do when I had my open trailer, uh, my 5 by 10 open trailer back in the day. I could get like two or three yards of mulch or something like that in it. And, you know, I would always have a little bit left over from every job because, again, I would always over overestimate to make sure I had enough. I'd rather have more than, than less, unless it's the wrong color. You know, someone gets red. Now you're really the one time that someone asks for red mulch and you actually say, okay, and do it. You know, you have extra red mulch. What are you going to do with that? That's just got to go, go in the garbage, go to the dump and just get that, get rid of that and hose your whole trailer and everything down. Cause it's all stained red and you don't want to get that mixed up with any of the other colors, but <clears throat> well, you probably can't see it with black and brown, but regardless, it's, it's just a mess. You know, you don't want to mix, mix that stuff together. Uh, so too many times <clears throat> have I had mulch left over, not in a trailer, you know, le- a pile delivered and too much left over that I've had to now spend extra time to dump here and dump there, go a little bit thicker here, go a little bit thicker there. Or in one case, like I said last year, it, we went thick everywhere and there was just too much mulch still left. So we just scooped it back all, all back up. It was almost a whole yard that we had to scoop back into a mulch, uh, I mean, a dump dump trailer. So, And there's also been times where we were starting to run low, and I'm like, oh, no, we're not going to have enough. And then I had to go and, you know, get another yard dumped into my, you know, my truck bed, um, which can hold up to four yards. And I would get, you know, to, if it worked out where I was going to get mulch for the next house anyway, then I could just do that. But and just kind of carry it over. Like if a, the next house needed four yards of mulch and the one that we were at was running where we were running out and we just needed another yard, then that means, you know, I would be short a yard at the next house and you end up just kind of playing this catch up game. So either way, it's super frustrating. There's of course, you know, 
band-aids, like I said, that you can put on it. Like, well, we're going to go get more, more mulch anyway. So just go fill it up with four yards, come back, use what we need to finish up this yard and then go start the other one with what we have left. And we'll probably have to go get more and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you're kind of just begging and borrowing from, you know, one thing to the other. And that's, that's still not the right way to handle it. So for me, I think the best bet, like my peer said, is just to have your own dump trailer or dump truck or whatever <clears throat> so that you can control a little bit more of the, the outcome of the mulch. You're still stuck with the responsibility of the operator of the machine, you know, like what's a heaping scoop and what's not and what, is it, what does a yard look like, what's 10 yards look like. But, you know, if you know your dump truck or dump trailer can hold 10 yards and you're getting 10 yards, you know it's got to be full. So you can say, hey, I need a little more. Can you give me half a scoop or quarter of a scoop? We need to fill this up. It should be filled all the way up or whatever, you know, if they don't already know that. And then, but then it gets tricky if you, if you need six or seven yards, you know, it's easy enough if you're getting five yards, you know, okay, well it's half of this truck or half of this trailer. But if you're getting all these odd numbers, I only need three yards. I only need seven yards. That's where it gets a little tricky. And you really need to start to figure out, you know, what, you know, how much one yard is, is that one heaping scoop? Is that two heaping scoops of a smaller bucket? Like what, what is it? You know, and you kind of have to really manage the process yourself, just kind of, you know, make sure you're getting what you paid for. Um, and again, if you have a trailer or a truck, that's where having too much or having extra isn't as much of a big deal because it's not sitting on someone's driveway or the street. It's in your dump truck or dump trailer. Again, as long as it's a common color, you know, if you have too much black, that might be tricky. If you've got no more jobs that need black and now you've got a yard of black left over, what are you going to do with that? You can't move on to the brown. If you've got black that's still in there and you just got to go pay to dump that so that you can then fill it up with brown mulch. So it can still get a little tricky like that. But for the most part, when you're just doing brown, it's like just, you know, what you should probably be doing, whatever dump truck, truck or trailer you have, if it's up to 10 yards, just keep filling it up 10 yards at a time so that you always have plenty of mulch. You know, if, if the job you're going to doesn't need 10 yards, if they only need eight or nine yards, still get 10. So this way, if you got a little extra, cool, move on to the, you know, you, it just stays in there. So you get to the mulch yard and fill it back up again. It just adds to, you know, what, whatever, whatever you're getting, you know, you only need to pay for nine yards because you have a yard left or whatever. And again, a lot of this does become experience. You kind of have to figure all that out on your own. And, um, you know, as you go, like, <clears throat> what does a yard of mulch look like in your trailer or your truck? Just like the operators at the mulch yards have to figure that out when, when they first uh, learn how to, how to scoop stuff. Like, okay. You know, this, this is, you know, one cubic yard this scoop, you know, this scoop is only a half a cubic yard, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of figure it all out, you know, and by obviously measuring things and, and knowing exactly what you need. So I just feel like for me going forward, I, I definitely, like I've wanted to for some time now, but I, I you know, with things coming up, uh, there might be some new possibilities coming up for my business, maybe some, some HOA commercial properties coming up and you know, smaller ones, not too crazy, but still big. Um, where I need a, you know, a bigger team, grow my team to be able to do that. But ultimately, I, you know, all those things, all those variables, it, it might be time to eventually, you know, sooner than later, get a dump trailer or a dump truck. We'll just see. I, I'm, I'm definitely more lenient to a dump trailer than a dump truck because a dump trailer, you can just unhook and leave it at storage in the parking spot. And then you can use your truck for other things. You don't have to spend as much gas driving around a dump truck, pulling a trailer just to mow lawns, for example, if that's an option or the only option, you know, like you're just, you're not always going to use a dump truck unless you're a landscaper. If you're in lawn maintenance, that's why I feel like for me personally, having a dump trailer is what I'm leaning towards more than a dump truck. 
because I just feel like for lawn maintenance, that would make more sense to just only hook up the dump trailer when I need the dump trailer and then unhook it and hook up whatever else I need to, you know, enclosed trailer or whatever to go mow lawns. I'm not just always pulling a dump trailer, you know, driving a dump truck around all the time. Um, you know, you're just really committed with that. That thing costs money. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously more expensive to get a dump truck than a regular pickup truck and obviously a dump trailer. It's expensive to run it. The maintenance on it's expensive. People, all the guys everywhere, social media and locally are always complaining how expensive it is and things are always breaking. And, but of course, if you need it, you need it, right? I'm not trying to say it's, it's a terrible idea to have a dump truck. Those things are clutch and they, they, so many, I mean, everyone kind of has them sooner or later if they're doing any kind of landscaping, you know, work, especially hardscaping, all that where you're always hauling material in and out from projects day in and day out, week after week, like for sure, dump trucks, I mean, you're going to be using them constantly, which is also why they are going to have maintenance issues and break down more often as well. So um, I just don't think I would get as much use out of the dump truck and it would cost me more money in the end just having it than um, a dump trailer. So I, I feel like I'm leaning more towards a dump trailer, but I digress. That's a side diversion there and the, uh, a slight uh, rabbit hole there. But ultimately a dump something, you know, big enough to have at least 10 yards of mulch, I think is the way to go for me and my business and the philosophy, the mindset that I'm talking about to have a little more control over how much mulch you're getting and how and, and what to do if you have, you know, leftover mulch and things like that. It, at least it's all inside your dump truck or trailer that you can now move, you know, move somewhere else, you know, dump it if you need to, to switch out colors or just use it for the next property. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the newest evolution that I've, that I've come up with for mulch and, you know, how to really, uh, control the, those uncontrollable variables as best as you can, because it's still not going to be perfect, but I think it'll be better if you are the one hauling the mulch around. Of course, you have to have the right vehicle to do that. If you got a dump trailer, you need a, a good dump, a good uh, pickup truck, like a heavy duty pickup truck. I would imagine at least like a 2,500 or better, but I'm sure people are pulling dump trailers with F-150s. I don't know if they're loaded with 10 yards of mulch, though, if that's really going to last very long. That poor F-150s tran- transmission is probably not going to last very long or whatever. Blow a head gasket in the engine or something. I-, I don't know, but I can't imagine it's meant for. I'm sure the tow capacity is being maxed out on that one <clears throat> for sure. So you probably don't want to get have uh, if you don't have a choice you don't have a choice but just know that you're going to run that truck to the ground quicker than than it would if it was just pulling a regular trailer with mowers on it or something so you you definitely want to have a truck that is above the limit the tow capacity or payload of what you're actually using right you don't want to be maxing the payload and or tow capacity all the time you know you don't want to get a truck that's just like you know if you're getting a a 2500 and you're pulling super heavy, you know, you're maxing out the tow capacity, you're still going to wear that truck out. Even though it's heavy duty and it's meant for that kind of wear and tear, it's not meant to be redlining all the time with the max tow capacity. So that's just another other side diversion there to make sure you have the right, which is another reason why people do get dump trucks because, you know, the 5500s and beyond, they're, they're you know, super heavy duty commercial uh, deal and they can tow anything really, you know, you tow a house probably if you needed to. So, but again, there's a lot of, a lot of additional costs there and 
a little more one dimensional with that. You don't want to necessarily always be pulling that around just to, just to cut grass and stuff like that. So a lot of pros and cons and and a lot of like, what's going to work best for you and your business and what type of business landscaping versus lawn maintenance, or is it both, you you know, whatever, whatever works out for you. But so this is just my next evolution of thinking for mulch and trying to control some of these uncontrollable variables going forward. Cause definitely was getting sick of it again last year, dealing with a couple of these snafus of, having the wrong amount of mulch. I mean, yeah, it's all great that I got more than I paid for, except when it's stuck on someone's driveway. And you're like, well, what do I do with this mulch? You can't just leave it here. You know, I mean, I feel like a homeowner when they order too much, but I didn't order too much. I ordered the right amount. They just gave me too much. Um, so, and I know that for a fact because um, I, I even asked, you know, my peer that helped me scoop it into his dump trailer. I was like, how much do you think this is. And he's like about a yard for sure. And I'm like, okay, well look at every, all the mulch area and how much mulch do you think I put down and whatever it was, he said. And I was like, yep. Yeah. So I ordered whatever. Again, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was 10 yards or something of mulch. So don't you think they ordered? He's like, yeah, yeah. Yep. They totally gave you more than 10 yards for sure. I was like, man, he was like, that's why I get it in my trailer. So at least I can manage it, you know, and see how much I actually have. And if I you know, if I, if I run heavy or, you know, I have extra, I don't have to deal with this. I just have it in the trailer and I, and I put it on, use it for the next property or whatever, add it to the next batch. So definitely makes sense. I was just trying to save as much money as possible and utilize, you know, the fact that I can get mulch delivered, but it, it is another, another logistical thing. It takes time and planning to schedule everything out. I mean, you're navigating the weather and, um, your schedule of all the things that have to get done, you're navigating the mulch yards delivery schedule and trying to get all the things perfectly lined so you can set up deliveries ahead of time, tell your clients when you're going to be coming ahead of time. And then you have to go, I mean, you don't have to, but I want to go meet the delivery truck at the property first thing in the morning. It's usually like, you know, I, I usually try to have it first del- delivered first thing in the morning. So this way we can, you know, start the day. I don't want them to just deliver it whenever. And then I'm on another job and I can't meet them there and they just dump it however they want to. And it might be a mess. And then it's just there the whole rest of the day overnight, people are driving, you know, past it or through it in the dark. And obviously there's headlights, but you know, at nighttime things aren't as visible of course. And and then for us to then come back the next day to do it and it could just be an inconvenience that whole time. So I'd rather have it delivered first thing in the morning and we just show up and get it done that day, whether it takes us all day or a few hours, whatever it is. Um, that's, that's, that's been my plan. So I usually meet them, you know, the guys, you know, we don't get started on someone's property at 7am, but they start picking up deliveries at 7am. And sometimes depending on how close the neighborhood is to the mulch yard, you know, if it's right down the street, like one of my HOAs I take care of is, uh, the HOA, meaning like not the, not the, the HOA itself, but, all of the homeowners in the HOA, I have a whole bunch of clients in there. It's right down the street. You know, they're going to be there like 715 or something, you know, 705. So I'm like, you know, uh, all ready to go. Wait for the phone call. Hey, we're on our way. We're, we'll, it'll be 15 minutes. All right, cool. And that's about how long it takes me to get from my house to, to that neighborhood. So I just hop in the truck, drive over there and you know, tell them, hey, just wait for me to get there. I'm on my way. So we should be there at the same time. But please just wait for me to tell you exactly where to dump it. They're usually cool with that. It ends up being the same driver typically over the course of the season, but from year to year, it usually changes. So you just have to quickly establish that relationship after your first delivery or two. If you're doing a bunch like I normally do and it's a rush over there, 
you know, meet, tell them exactly where I want it to, to, to go and, and make sure it all as best as I can, make sure it all works out properly. And then, and then, and then everyone leaves, they leave. And then I leave to go meet, you know, whoever's working with me that day, unless it's by myself, but either way, I just go and pick up my trailer and make sure I have all my wheelbarrows and equipment, and everything, and come back and then start spreading the mulch. So there's a lot of stuff there. I might not seem like it, but there's, you know, there's a lot of logistical things there to, to deal with. And for me, that's more than I really want to have to do all the time. I want to keep things as streamlined and as routine as possible. Therefore, if I can just go to the dump, I could even do it the day before the night, the day or night before, if I wanted to, so we can just head out first thing in the morning and I have to worry about going to the mulch yard first thing in the morning, you know, just have, have it already ready to go and just hook it up and then just head to the property and get after it. But, um, so if, if you have some way to do that, like a dump trailer or dump truck, then I think it would really, for me, it's going to really streamline things and make it a lot easier. But of course there's an expense involved with that, which is why I've avoided that all this time, you know, and also because I couldn't make up my mind if I wanted a dump trailer or a dump truck, what would be the best? Like I said, now over the years, I've been leaning more for a dump towards a dump trailer, but, um, you know, that's just, that's me. I mean, I can definitely see the pros for a dump truck as well, but I not, not for me as much, but for other businesses. So that's where I think I'm going to go. Whenever that time comes, um, I think I'm going to get a dump trailer so that I can mitigate, you know, the uncontrollable variable of the amount of mulch being given to me, um, more than I have in the past when I just have them come and deliver it, whatever they say it is, you know, if, if it's, supposed to be eight yards and they just dump it. It is what it is. Like, this doesn't look like eight yards, you know, it looks a little less or a little more. And now you're stuck dealing with the consequences of that. So, um, getting it yourself, I think is going to definitely help out. And a lot of you probably already do that. And you're just like, why am I listening to this 40 minutes of stuff I already know, but hopefully there's other things that I added in, you know, my little rabbit holes and stuff that, that were potentially insightful or at least entertaining. Um, but at any rate, thank you guys for listening. Um, and Hope you guys have a good mulch season. I know we're still a little early, but I just, it was fresh on my brain and it's coming up. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case you were kind of on the fence on some, some of these things and trying to plan some stuff. Maybe this added some insight. Um, so if so, that's awesome. That's, that's why, that's why I keep trying to record these episodes and get this stuff out. So at any rate, if you're doing, if you're spreading mulch coming up in the spring, get after it. If you have any questions, always you can reach out to me you can dm me on instagram at lcr media or lawn care rookie either one of those instagram profiles is the easiest way to dm me and ask me any questions and, and we can go from there and uh that's all i have for this episode so thank you guys for listening thank you to the uh, toro company for sponsoring the lcr media podcast and until the next episode this is the lawn care rookie signing off This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.